Hey team, <laughs> welcome to Lift the Lid podcast, where we lift the lid on all things health and fitness. Um, Dan, how are you doing today? I'm good. I see you in your normal clothes. Yeah, what do they call this? In uh, Mufti in Bedford? Mufti? Mufti, yeah. Uh, I, that's a new one I learned from when I moved here. Muff- Never Muffy heard that day. before. Yeah. What, on a Thursday? Or did you have it in London? What was it called? Own clothes day? Yeah. Casual <laughs> clothes day. But yeah, Mufti apparently. Um, today we have some special guests who will explain to us what Mufti Day is all about. Um, but Dan, how's your week? Um, are we doing that? Yeah, we're doing that. I'm asking you. My week's been fine. How's your week been, Luke? Okay. Uh, my week's been great. Uh, I feel very inspired this week. Um, lots is coming. A lot of a lot of stuff is coming forward for me, which is nice. And um, do you want to share more? Or is that for another podcast? Uh, maybe for another podcast. I'm just um, working on some bits of myself at the moment, what I want to do, where I'm going, what's happening, blah, blah, blah you know. Um, yeah. On that, we have got, changing it slightly, we've got two special guests today. Two, um, two, two females. Of the, yeah, two females, two, two women, women in the fitness industry who work at the Fitco. Uh, Lottie B of Better Bodies and Hannah Sobek of the Strong Yogini slash the Yoga Room. Welcome, Hello. ladies. Hi. Thank you for coming out. Uh, please introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about you, who you are, what you do, where you come from. Um, yeah, what's your name? Where would you come from? Was that Blind Day? <laughs> Should yeah, start with covering Mufti Day first. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah. 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 So Mufti Day is always a thing. Yeah. Dress Down Friday, Mufti Where's it come Day. from? It was just, yeah, non-school uniform day, but was known as... Lofty day. So random. Yeah, I don't know what that even. I wouldn't even know how to spell it. I feel like it's M U F T I in my head. I've got M U F T one. Just googling it. One. It's M U F T I. A Mufty day, also known as Casual Clothes Day Mm. or Casual Friday, Colour Day, Own Clothes Day, Home Clothes Day, Plain Clothes Day. Okay, it keeps going on. Okay, right. It's a day when students and staff go to school in casual clothes instead of school uniform. Excellent. Should we do Mufti Day? I say, can we do it here? Yeah. Um, It was coined by British military leaders in India during the early 1800s to describe the clothes, loose robes, and slippers they wore when off duty. Every day is a school day, as they say. We are all learning, and that is what this podcast is about. Everything always comes back to cultural appropriation, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> Hannah, do you wanna? Lottie B. Oh, Lottie, is Lottie B yeah. gonna go first? Um, I guess. Hey, I'm Lottie B. Um, Welcome. Who am I introducing myself to? Because I know you guys. But well, the, the audience, the thousands and millions um, of people. <laughs> to you know. uh, so I own Better Body Sports Therapy which is an injury clinic based at the Fitco. Um, I've been doing that now for five I've got my feet years. out, sorry. Yeah, there's a bit <laughs> of a smell that's happening there. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been doing that for five or so years uh, since I graduated from university. And I'm also a personal trainer here at the Fitco. Um, what else do you want to know? What else do you do in your spare time? Come on up. What do you love the most? What do you, what's your favourite thing to do? What am I supposed to say? Apart, <laughs> apart from Dan, what do you love the most? Um, I enjoy dabbling in a little bit of CrossFit. She loves dabbling in CrossFit. Yeah. Um, it's a fairly new venture in my athletic career. but yeah. You competed a few times? I've competed a few times. How long have you been doing it? Two years? Um, Two years, I three enjoyed... months, six days. <laughs> <laughs> Five hours and 20 minutes. Um, I joined the box. Uh, May 2019. Which box? 
Cortex, CTC, over in Santee. We are. We are Cortex. Cortex. We are Cortex. She's playing it down. She loves it. She's very <laughs> militant about it. I, and we I love that. I very much enjoy it. Yeah. Awesome. My whole life is based around it. There you go. Fantastic. There we go. Oh, that is me. I believe yeah, in CrossFit. Not yet. Not yet. Passing over. Did you also play a lot of football as well when you were young? Maybe, yeah. you know. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah. Okay. Because you're um, proper fitness. You're not just like now fitness. You're like old school. Oh, listen, they want to know who you are, like you. Yeah, let's okay, let's get to know you. So I've always been quite a sporty person. I played all the sports when I was at school. Mainly team, mainly football. Um, I played at quite a good level for better <laughs> ladies. What's wrong with you? Oh, cool. <laughs> um, Dan, Dan comes in a childish mood. <laughs> He's got guests in his... He's getting excited and nervous and just doesn't know what to do. Um, yeah, so I played at uh, quite a good level for Bedford Ladies. Um, ended up retiring, mm, hanging my boots up when I was 21 because of a really bad knee injury, um, which kind of probably stemmed into the career that I'm in now. Yeah. Okay, great. Cool. Big Liverpool fan. Let's just talk about that for a minute. We had another big night in the European... Uh, last night, I saw it. Klopp said it was the perfect game. The perfect game. Two 0 Yeah, I missed all of those goals. I was at work, so by the time Doing I got the thing home, you job was done. Happy days. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, and um, what would be your one bit of advice you'd give the listeners that you live by or would like to live by? Um, I have it infamously quoted on the side of my thigh in ink: "Live the life you love, and love the life you live." Oh, there you go. The very, end. Very let's, let's stop there. Done. Done. Mic drop. Mic drop. Hello. You're up next. I'm Hannah, the strong yogini. Um, I run the yoga room here, which is a yoga studio. Strictly yoga only and other nice healing modalities, but mainly yoga. And I also do a bit of training. Um, chaos training or just training? Chaos training. <laughs> chaos training. Chaos training, yeah. I like everything. I literally love everything i love i saw your post actually last night movement is medicine yes. which is great and that is exactly how i feel about movement and i think that the more fun it can be the better and the more enjo- most enjoyable it can be the better so yeah i love yoga i love training i love going to crossfit every now and then i love coming to the small groups here I love training with the boys i love training with the girls yeah. <laughs> the, girls are more, the girls are more of a lad than the guys out here. Uh, we, we have been known. Um, and I've been a yoga teacher now for five years, and I have been teaching fitness classes and training since I was 19. So, uh, what's that now? Oh my god, that's 12 years. Got him. Yeah, okay, 12 years. And I hated sport at school. I was not as cool as Lottie B. I didn't play football. In fact, even still now, if I kick a ball to me, I'll probably break my ankle. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so I hated it. And then I just uh, went on this huge weight loss transformation journey at 19 and got into fitness and absolutely loved lifting weights and never stopped since. And here we are today. Here we are. Strong Yogini was born. Oh, oh, oh. Both lent in for a question. Quick question, Hannah. One thing, what's your favourite thing about yoga? Just one thing. Keep it short. The community. The community. I was going to go, what got you into yoga? Uh, Well, I, at the time, my boyfriend at the time. Oh, let's push you to talk a bit more about (laughs) that. Awkward. (laughs) Uh, 
this is the wife I talk about when I talk about <laughs> my wife. I was not the boyfriend at the time. Um, I, we were going through a rough patch and I was also in this space in my just weight, post weight loss and um, like fitness journey two years in where I kind of gone the other end of the scale and I was getting super skinny, I want to say. Yeah, it's okay for me to say super skinny. It's still a body type. Um, but very I'm sure if it's not okay, someone will tell you. Someone so. will tell me. Um, and I was probably very obsessive the other end. So my food intake was really restricted. I was spending a lot of time thinking about what, when I was next gonna move my body. And I was just overthinking and overstressing a part of my life that had gone from enjoyable and helpful to actually being unhealthy, but the other end. So my friend said to me, come and try this yoga. So I went and did some yoga and I loved it. And I kept going to yoga. And then I realized when I turned up that the thing I went for yoga for wasn't actually the thing that I ended up loving about it. And now it's like this whole different form of not even really movement anymore, actually. It's more about the stillness for me. So yeah, it's just evolved into this whole way of life. It's not just something I practice or teach. It's actually just literally my whole life is yoga. So that's what happened. And to both of you, what would you say is, because a lot of people go to yoga for, they want to stretch. But obviously there's a difference between stretching in yoga and mobility in sports therapy. What would you, if you were to classify what the difference is or to describe the difference? Well, yoga is, isn't just a practice. It's not just going, like mobility. I mean, I'll speak what mine is and then Lottie, you can yeah, sure. share what you think. But for me, <clears throat> if you're coming to yoga, the likelihood is you're coming for more than just being able to get more flexible. And even people that choose to come to a practice know before they step in the door that they're not just going to get more flexible. Um, one of the things I just wrote in a post actually today about the 30 days of yoga is, you know, you'll find more strength and suppleness in your Business body. Drop there, like <laughs> in your body, but also in your mind. And it will help you navigate life, not just, yeah. And actually a lot of the time as well, injuries can be exacerbated by overly stretching. And so people that often come to yoga for that and have injuries, it's really important that me and Lottie or me and Adam or whoever's around that get to work together on helping that person actually rehabilitate rather than oh just come and stretch it out because you're a bit tight um, so yeah absolutely there is a difference between flexibility and mobility you need to be flexible in certain circumstances you might need to be mobile in certain circumstances I definitely agree going to yoga I like to go to yoga sometimes for a stretch but actually it's more about the global practice of being in the room, being with the community, the smells, the thoughts. Connecting your mind and body. Obviously. Massively, whereas if I need to do some mobility like I'll do later, that is a completely separate practice. It's like practical, isn't it, practical, mobility? Yeah. And flexibility in yoga is more of a holistic practice. It's Absolutely. actually something you carve time out to do as yeah. self-care, if we're going to call it that. Yeah. Cool. Okay, very, very good. Nice yeah. I mean, that's, that's worth noting for, you know, you see a lot of people getting into yoga and then it's not being what they wanted it to be. Yeah, I, I mean, I, some people ask me what yoga is, I'm like, it's just stretching. It's not Obviously it's not. But I don't really know, I didn't really know what the answer would be, so thank you, Hannah. Okay. Um, okay, Dan, what's... We are going to segue in, is that the right way? Well, it can be. Well, it is now. Uh, we are, it is. Uh, so we are going to move into, I guess, the main part of the podcast. Um, maybe what? Six, eight weeks ago, we did a podcast on body positivity. I'm looking around. Look at the faces. Before the summer. It was, okay. So maybe we'd, like... set, we'd set a task to get the lady, the, these ladies on, but um, then we had our break, didn't we? We did have our break. Season um, one ended. So this is 
Is this the start? No. Second week of season two. We need to probably clarify that on our social media. But yeah. I, I did. I put he did. Two, he episode did. One. Um, so we're going to talk about body positivity. This is the second part. Uh, and we're going to get a female's perspective uh, within the fitness industry, but also just generally. In society, yeah. In society. So we have a few questions that we would like to ask you, ladies. Um, feel free to just jump in as and when. Um, I know you've made a few notes. Um, yeah. So the first one. Has a, has a whole page. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a spider diagram. Yeah, a mind map. A mind, mind map. map. Yeah, yeah, nice. A mind, mind map. Yeah. Like a mind dump, don't they call it? Yeah. A brain dump. Brain dump. Brain dump. Brain dump. It used to be a brainstorm, but then you then it changed. You can't storm things, can you? No. Apparently not. Just got to dump it on there. I used them a lot. Excellent. So they're very useful. Um, so yeah, two parts of this podcast. The first one is around body positivity, and the next one is about being a female in the fitness industry. So, we'll go with the first question. As a female, what comes to mind when you hear the word body positivity. You're taking it off. You are. Go, on, okay. Go for it. The first thing, when you guys asked me about doing this, the first thing I thought about body positivity, I find that term quite forced. Um, I'm going to link it straight to social media straight away because it's where it's usually drummed into us that we need to be positive about everything. Yeah. Lots of the time. Mm. But actually... Maybe that's not always necessary. Maybe that's not always healthy. So I find even just the term body positivity quite forced, quite fake. Mm. Mm. That's a really, yeah, I like that. I didn't oh, think that's of good, that. Yeah. It's not always a bad thing that it is positive sometimes, but actually just it the term natural. itself. Yeah, it's already saying that we need to be happy and good about it. I don't know if we've defined positive in the dictionary. It's going to mean it's a good thing. It's a plus. Do you think that's to mask the sort of new way society is where we feel like we can't be honest with people anymore, we can't hold the space of I'm overweight, I'm, not, I'm too skinny, I'm not well, I'm not, doing, be, okay. I'm not yeah. doing okay, I'm not, you know, so then we have this term where, yeah, I'm not happy, but I'm positive about it. Yeah, I'm positive yeah. that I'm not happy. And, and I can yeah, mask that and hide it. And exactly. probably goes to the, like, if you think of like, in like sports days now, there's no first, there's no first place yeah. winner. It's a participation thing, which no, it's not. Yeah. Well, it is, but it's also like Dan Pram's not sure about that. <laughs> we're, we're in it to win it. He did the final state race, race and uh, he didn't get his trophy. Okay. Um, okay. So huh? yeah, so interestingly, as a spin-off of that, actually, I just had a thought about if we changed it because body positivity and when people post about this and that's let's be honest that's where we're mostly seeing that now is on instagram social media mm -hmm. desperately pts women particularly we're desperate to say this body positivity thing really what we're saying is body acceptance firstly and what we're actually the message that we're sending because the information then given behind the post is actually health positivity because what we're saying is that a human body looking a certain way is always going to be positive and the connotation behind that is that we are healthy exactly as we are and actually the opposite is true in most cases and i can say from own personal experience that that has been me uh in, in a few times in my life but until being 19 i was massively overweight and hugely unhealthy internally because of the food i was eating the lifestyle i led I, I literally i couldn't even run around the block i remember the first day i did it i will never forget running around the block coming back in the front door of my mum's old house in Kempston and laying on the floor of the porch, honestly, for about 20 minutes, genuinely thinking, this is what it's like to die. 
this is a cardiac arrest, like this is it. My body was <laughs> boiling hot, I was heavy, and I felt awful. Mm. At the time, if, I, if that body, and me in that body was now, there would be a body positivity banner about me feeling okay in my skin. And the reality is at that point, and in that body, I didn't. That's not to say that there is also the other side of it, and I want to say this as well, because I may be just identifying with one body type that I was in at a point in my life. But there's also the other side of it that we do need an overall better acceptance of just general bodies, because what we see most of the time in fitness, and there's another question that you're going to ask that leads to this, is a very extreme view. It's the opposite mm. end of the scale of something that isn't really that achievable it's or unattainable for the majority right? for the majority yes. yeah and so I know you guys talk about that a lot as well so I think that really the body positive message is about and should be defined more about the general average fitness person or woman or man whatever okay <clears throat> so le- I suppose leading on from that question do you think the body positivity movement air quotes there has pushed people closer or further away to process in their health and well-being I don't think it's really got better or worse because of it I think we've maybe like veered to the side with it so we've gone from maybe not necessarily in my lifetime but you go back to adverts from 30 40 50 years ago it was all about being slim being skinny that thigh gap movement and being healthy because of that now we're kind of going the other way and saying it's okay to be slightly overweight to be maybe less healthy you can eat xyz and it's okay that's acceptable i don't think either one of those movements is okay i think both of them are quite unhealthy views so for us to go from one extreme of saying that's okay and another extreme of going that's okay we haven't necessarily got better and evolved and we're not more accepting Mm. of one or the other we've just simply kind of sidestepped and said Mm. Now they do better. As a society, I think we are quite quite extreme about everything. Yeah. And I think we touched on it before about you know we go from CrossFitters who are these like godly looking figures, or you have you know obesity rates on the rise, and there's no one ever talks about the middle man or middle woman. No one ever. We don't know where that looks like or how that looks. Um, Following on from Lottie again as well, like. I think the problem we still have is that the thigh gap movement, the uh, wearing corset movement, I remember that Mm. being a thing, like corset waist trainers, uh, to now accepting whatever you are, it's all about our bodies, it's still the same problem. And it doesn't matter whether you think you're being positive about it or not, you're still focusing on your physical body. And I think (coughs) it speaks volumes when I see females in the industry just not talk about their body, not talk about their physical body. I love seeing it when people are like, I hit this PB, this is my time, this is my run time, this is my lift time, this is my uh, weight I lifted today, whatever. That's really, I find that goal motivating. I love seeing people's like amazing recipes that they've cooked, like great food, or people going and hiking mountains or whatever it may be doing. I'm not actually ever inspired and it actually discourages me as a woman in the fitness industry when I see women sadly still playing into this body positivity thing which like Lottie said is a sidestep into just another <coughs> avenue that is a distraction from the real issue which is mm-hmm. that sexism is alive and well mm-hmm. and is deep rooted in the whole industry and in just society in oh, general yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do Jeez. sorry I was going to say yeah actually being able to internally reflect and think and feel how we think and feel about ourselves we have been 
I say, potentially ignoring it for years and years and years. And that's not just our generation. I say that probably stems back to our parents, our grandparents, ancestors mm. from beyond. Mm. That, yeah, I have written in bold capital letters on my mind map, sexism. Mm. I think it does deeply root from internal traumas. Um, I think, and see what you think about this, I, or do you think that society sets the bar which is, which is okay and which is okay and which is not okay in terms of what to look like so what I mean by that is if you, if, if you go back to think of someone like I know we, we weren't alive but Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. yeah. she wasn't a small petite woman at all but back in the day that would be like oh okay that is what we are should as females should aspire to look like and I would imagine she would what size 14 maybe I don't know no idea. But she's definitely not a size, size six, six, right? Yeah. yeah and then yeah. it moved to, I know when I was growing up, the size zero. So yeah. Posh Bex was like so, so yeah. thin. And because, and it's heightened now because of social media and because we're all on our phones so much, it's a subconscious thing that would be, I would imagine that it's getting dripped into us <laughs> to think, oh, okay. And it's the same for, same for us as well, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's almost like, depending what the media or what society tells us is okay, it's almost weird, gradually you get stirred. And it, that's, in all, that's in everything as well, isn't it? But I, don't like, there, I don't think there is even an okay anymore, which I know even that sounds true, but there isn't like, what is the yeah, no, what is the line where we feel like- but I suppose historically that's probably what it was, wasn't it? Absolutely. Whereas now, you know, you see celebrities getting really cool for being too skinny or yeah. for being too muscular or- yeah. Look at Adele know, recently. That's what I say, yeah. Adele, like she got, <laughs> ridiculed for losing all that weight but she says that she feels the happiest she's ever felt yeah. Yeah. so it's like I think as long as you can I think the big thing I would add on to that is if you can be positive and honest mm. and you're positive about that honesty then that's kind of okay and you're owning it and you're in it and you're trying to be the best version of you then I think you're okay I think if you're putting that fakery up you, know, you see people being body positive inside they're crying with their body shape how how healthy they are or the life they're living then that fakery isn't really helping anyone whether you make it sound like you are or not absolutely and do you think it's a continual because we get bombarded by so much because like on monday you can be like you know what i feel really good about myself and then thursday comes and you're like you maybe you're not you may not slept well you're not eating stuff and then you start to scroll a bit and you're like Oh, actually, I don't feel great. And try adding in a 28-day hormone cycle then yeah. to that, which yeah. does actually physically fluctuate. Yeah, how does that? So then we always, females, women, we're always going to be on the back foot because we're also, I mean, I said this a few times recently to different I've got to trainers on the gym floor, different people were like, you know, we don't, when we compete even, or even at an amateur level, whatever, you're still having to factor in that you're training around a cycle that may or may not end up existing depending on how extremist your like body pushing is and diet is. But the reality is like you're having to navigate that, which physically does change your appearance and does change the way you see yourself each mm-hmm. month mm-hmm. alongside, like you said, everything from social media bombarding mm-hmm. us. And so the comparison of men and women in this space as well is really hard because there isn't really one actually because because mm. we live in a patriarchal society and therefore the whole structure of everything that's set up is actually to let men lead the way mm. means that we that is one thing we battle with and then like the actual practical physicality of being a woman is a whole nother minefield in itself mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't stand a chance constantly. I will say about like football 
yeah. uh, you're you're stepping in men's shoes and you're trying to follow mm-hmm. that path. You're not being able to read, write, or write your own story in terms mm-hmm. of you know, well, why is no one watching female football? Because we watch men's football. It's, mm-hmm. You're doing the same yeah. thing. It's the same with fitness. You're being asked to now come and train the way we do, but at the same time being sabotaged by yes, your hormones or the clothes you have to wear that are made for your bum looks bigger or your tits mm-hmm. around and so on. Yeah. Like you're not being given a chance to design your own society or your yeah. own fitness journey. You're literally fitting what to we a mold done. That, yeah. yeah, to a mold that was being created by so it wasn't really fit for, for us. Yeah. 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 And we are products of our own society and if we then can change and influence our outlook on that, then that maybe shapes the way for what we do and maybe then what our generations that we're going to bring to the world do so if we're not giving into that and yeah rising above it creating better ways of looking at the movement then is that mm. is that beneficial in the future I guess, yeah i guess it has to be yeah um, and it's i don't know it's it's, it's, it's yes yeah, designing i think you can see like things are moving and things are changing but I think it is going to be like it's, it's going to be those future generations that, generation, yeah, it's not. that pick up the benefit. But then, mm. is it going to get sabotaged along the way? Is mm-hmm. it going to buy another yeah. pie gap or another? Yeah, yeah. 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 deep rooted internal traumas that will yeah. come away from. I mean, a conversation yeah. I had with uh, a PE teacher recently was she goes to the conferences of PE teachers or whatever that is, uh, and she was talking about um, it's always men coming in and, and teaching PE, but. So I said to her, you need to find role models that those young girls, those young females can look up to. And even if that's you as the PE teacher, be the role model for them, yeah. inspire them. Like you like sport, that's the only way you're gonna get people into sport is by showing mm-hmm. them it's okay to get, it's a bit social, but it's okay to get muddy. It's okay to take a break if you're on your period, but also to work around that, see how it works for you. Speak about it. Yeah. It's not mm. a okay, yeah. female um, sport and fitness. Mm. Yeah. And as a, and as a school, like yeah. educate people that okay, if you if it's that time of month then we can work around it. We're not gonna make you run around across country fields mm. and feel shit about yourself than you did. That was always a mm. I don't that really like? remember it when I was at school, but I always remember my mum talking about it. Like you'd use that. You'd have a note from your mum saying, Oh, she's on her period this week, you can't do fitness. Mental, yeah, it? that wasn't a thing when I was at school, but yeah, it probably still could be used to this day. There's mm. more education about maybe physiological issues that you might be, yeah, completely lethargic. You might have physical tummy cramps yeah. that cause so much severe distress that you can't physically move and do PE mm. at school. Mm. But for us to be able to talk about it and understand it more, I guess it's probably hard. What if there's a big six foot bloke standing in front of you and you're doing PE, right? You're like. Oh, I'll just do it anyway. Mm. That must be quite intimidating, yeah. quite embarrassing, maybe. Maybe for some. As a yeah. teenager, I don't if, know. Again, yeah, if it's not spoken about. Even if it's a female PE teacher, she yeah. might still be like, "Well, I have to do it, so get on with it." Yeah. She knows she needs to get you to do yeah. some point. I mean, yeah. we touched on this before about the lack of uh, exercise there is in schools already. Mm. You know, they need to tick their boxes. So whether you're, you know, yeah. cramping or not, they want you doing it. Mm. That takes us right into. I'm gonna. We sort of touched upon it, the whole sex sales. I mean, you can elaborate a bit. I mean, obviously, the questions around, you know, social media, Instagram, mainly because it is a a picture platform. You know, half naked women and men sells. 
do you think that is a good thing or a bad thing or it's I mean it is a thing what are your thoughts around that as a female do you think a is that something that you would ever use to build your product or brand and what are your thoughts on those who do it from an a objective point of view I don't think it's a good or a bad thing I think it's a really unhelpful thing okay. because actually it does happen to men again but the comparison is different because 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 of the porn industry we have grown up in a world where we want to sexualize women so the easiest quickest way for us to get attention is to take our clothes off take a picture put a bit of cleavage on instagram show our bum wear leggings mm -hmm. like that show those Tight stupid gym shark leggings the ones that bunch up into your ass crack i mean sorry if anyone's listening that have got a pair and they're like oh god that's me it's fine it's not your fault a man made them most likely um, <laughs> not that i hate men but he probably did because he wanted to see our bums better um but that the problem is is that it isn't just the pictures it is you know our clothing even your clothing isn't designed to give you a tighter no it's not yeah. you know it's baggy mm. it's loose yeah sure you can take your top off that's a that's a personal choice we take on sexy whereas no exactly as, you, know. Yeah. you know i have i have multiple sports bras i mean you said the other day when i was training you know when i was doing yoga at home you're like oh yeah look at your boobs <laughs> because you know i've got a blinking yoga crop top that yeah when i lean forward with my average sized boobs they like the cleavage comes up i mean how ridiculous is that but that's that's the problem so like everything we wear is then designed to make us think that it's better to show more flesh off you know i love training in little shorts i love it but the reality is like my the bottom of my bum's going to be out and actually they are comfortable to a degree but sometimes also they're not like it doesn't it, just because they're designed by women for women doesn't mean that it's going to fit everybody so i think that even down to the clothing that we wear and the preconditioning we have to know that it will be desired to see us with no clothes on because that's what the world is used to seeing women as is sexualized objects uh means that it draws us in I remember when I first started as a yoga teacher and someone um, that I look up to said to me that it would be, that have I ever considered doing yoga in like a crop top as a little video and in like my leggings because it would probably get more likes. And, <laughs> and I remember thinking, no, I remember thinking, he's actually right, he's right. Uh, it wasn't a serious conversation, it was like, you know, if you want to get more followers and more likes, because this is a point where my Instagram had like no followers and I don't know what I was doing. Well, you still see me with technology, I don't know what the heck is happening. But anyway, and so like even that like mindset, and it, it really made me think because I realised at that point, and I still go back to that, realising that is genuinely how even I think about stuff. You know, I look at things more, like you said the other day, would I look at Tricky Ricky twice as much? <laughs> Stop off. <laughs> Tricky Ricky is an Instagram crossbow. Hannah is obsessed with. Anyway, the reality is no, probably not. Um, but would I be as impressed with the way how fit he is? No, probably not. Um, but you know, for us, I think I think it's it's right if it feels right. I don't know any woman who would truly say if she was down to source and it was her true innate actual whole womanhood speaking without any of the shit which by the way is literally impossible to strip away our conditioning and to get to that core of somebody unless they're in a really vulnerable state of openness and it would probably take a lifetime to get there and said to her do you think posting that picture of you in a bikini 
uh, is actually who you wanted, to, like what you wanted to show, or was it because you did think that maybe that post would get more attention because you were trying to actually upsell something that you're really good at doing mm. and you're trying to promote your brand, which is the most incredible, epic achievement you've ever had, and it's amazing what you do for work and it helps so many people. Would you do that if you know? Would you have done that out of your true essence? And I get, would would put money and life on that it would be a no. Um, and so for me, it doesn't ever sit right, and I would never personally do it. And I choose to not. I have occasionally posted pictures of me on holiday in a bikini. I remember in twenty eighteen, and yeah, lo and behold, they do get loads of likes. Mm-hmm. But I would choose to not put that around branding my business and I choose now not to. I mean, I even make a conscious effort to not teach unless, like the other day, I forgot to put a top on and just had a jump on and I was boiling. Took my jump off and I was like, oh my God, I haven't got a top on and it's 6.30 in the morning. Um, <laughs> so I would choose to not even teach in a crop top because I'm aware that it's, well, for me, that's not, unless it's burning hot, which is not, it's winter, it's an unnecessary add-on. Mm. And it's something to be conscious of for people in the room that might not feel confident to do that as well. Mm. So like there is a, there's a whole consciousness we should have as women and as humans about everyone as a collective and not just about how it makes us feel sometimes. Um, mm. So yeah. So then is that, us, uh, is that us masking, going back to that first statement, is that us masking the problem again? So like, if you feel happy to showcase your body, not you're showcasing it but if you feel happy to be wearing what you want to wear and you want to own it and you feel comfortable in that you should be allowed to not to protect other people's feelings and then also like on that how do we get out of this you know is it a man's problem is it a society's problem is it, a woman's is it everyone's problem, problem? Yeah. that we're sexualizing uniforms that people wear Just, and, yeah. and how do we like what steps do we take to start changing that because you know here I wouldn't Bat an eyelid if someone went into their crop top straight away because we're not here for that. We're here to train people and we're not, it's not that sort of environment. But if you did it in a commercial gym, you're you're going to get looked at or you're going to get talked about or you're probably going to get harassed. And we hear a lot of people when they come here, they're like, oh, I didn't want to go there, I don't want to wear that because, you know, I felt uncomfortable. Or, you know, you talk about getting catcalled and wearing your little shorts. Um, I think. Sorry to interrupt, but I think it's really important to love your body and to want, and showcasing it is something that we've put, again, we've put the onus on, the physicality. So we're showcasing what it looks like on the outside, regardless of what really is going in on up here in your head and also in your heart and actually in your spirit and how good you might be doing in day-to-day life, in society and life and in the circles that you move in. So actually, the problem we have again is we've come back to the original, the first question, which is that body positivity is not really when you read the words on it just about it's about pretending we're okay with what it looks like on the outside and everything inside actually can feel as crap as it wants because we're positive about we're pretending to be positive about what our vessel our meat suit looks like on the outside <laughs> meat suit as well meat suit zip it up boys get your meat suit back on so what are, you know what are, you know today what are the steps that we can we can start doing to change that as a, as a society. I know. Well, <laughs> um, I think as most problems are usually resolved with is communication. To be able to find spaces or people to be able to talk about whether we feel good about how we look, whether we feel good or bad about what we feel inside, and just being, yeah, able to talk to each other to professionals maybe, and be able to speak about it. And I think the important thing to remember as well, anyone that's listening to this, is that like, 
it actually doesn't really matter about your physical meat suit body. Like, that is literally just... In essence, that is how you're showing up in your life. That's what you're eating, you're speaking. It shows speaking. the outside, it shows what's inside. Yeah, it's your conversations you're having, yeah, it's the people you hang around with, it's yeah. what you choose to do in your spare time. It's not, it's, the amount of time you spend in the gym is like minuscule. So yeah. really, like, yeah. take that out of the equation. It's everything else you do is what you're showing up as on the outside. It's the mm-hmm. words that are falling out of your mouth as well. And I think, like, to summarise this point on body positivity, like, just, it's exactly what Lottie B already said, is that we are just sidestepping into another realm of trying to identify as something we're desperate to always put a label label. on stuff yeah (laughs) all the time and this is another way to do it and sadly because like all things to do with physicality women are at the bottom of the food chain at the brunt of it all and take it the hardest because it's very often our bodies that are scrutinized as luke said about you know magazines and social media even with celebrities and so yeah i think it's important to just actually love who you are actually i know it sounds so cheesy but it's true like do you actually like the person you are mm. do you like the people you hang around with do you like the life you have the job you lead like do you feel like you're fulfilling your purpose mm. so environment in your community you know, do you love your yeah great train? Mm. with yeah. products of yeah. everything we dabble yeah. in if you hate where you train yeah. don't train there yeah um, if you hate the community that's in don't yeah. be there yeah. find your Try. Yeah, yeah find your, your tribe, way, your friends, your, your people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I do. And Dan and Luke laugh at me all the time. Chaotic training. <laughs> <laughs> well said, ladies. Um, we're gonna, I want to use the word segue again. We're going to segue into the second part of the podcast, <laughs> um, which I think leads nicely into talk about being a female in the fitness industry, which would, I guess, the fitness industry is predominantly known as a man's world. I mean, obviously, you spoke about that everything is a man's world. Uh, which I'd agree with. Um, Struggles to agree with. Oh, I do. I do agree. I mean, it's it's set up. It is set up for it's set up for fellas, yeah, for geezers. Um, we don't like to get that because that means we have to change. <laughs> um, yeah. So being a female in the fitness industry, um, how do you think, just in general, not necessarily personally, but how female are, females are perceived um, in the fitness industry? And you can talk from a social media perspective, or just from what you've seen. And what you've experienced to a point, but just what would you say there? I can go right back to childhood and think about Take my us back experience. Maybe. To, nine, to <laughs> Isn't that 2001? <laughs> 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 um, the mere 26 years I've had around the sun. Um, so, yeah, from way back playing football, um, I started playing football when I was, what, like six maybe? From the physical clothes we wore, we would be wearing boys' shorts and tops. So they would come down to our, our tops would come down to our knees, our socks would come up to our hips. We even played in a like a co-ed team. So to begin with, we were girls playing with boys in our team, and we would play boys' teams. There wasn't enough females playing football. And that's just football specifically. And that wasn't that long ago. That's what, like 20 years ago, that wasn't that long Mm. ago. Um, And I think I've probably seen that minority in sport since then, from then potentially, even when I went to university, there were less females studying the course I studied. Mm. Coming into then the personal training industry, there is certainly less females Mm. in this industry. So we are typically the minority um i'd say and this might be because it's my outlook on it i've probably seen a difference 
since being in this industry for the last five or six years. But that's because, again, who I'm surrounding myself with, what I care to take in on social media, what I see, that maybe there is a bit more of a balance. As a, I'm going to interject on that. As an, um, I'm not an employer, but as the owner of this place, I would say, and this may, you can tell me if I'm wrong or sexist, mm. I find it hard, so when I put effort out for personal trainers, I find it very hard to find what I'm looking for in a female and I'm very grateful that the ladies that we have here are what I want in terms of what the business needs but it's very rare to find individuals and it's kind of what you're saying about the football side of things individuals who are interested in about weight training who are interested in about being healthy getting stronger there's still such a cloud over that Mm -hmm. for a female person even though we have a community that's so strong of females who want to learn to lift there unfortunately isn't the from the community side of things people progressing into it's like you get pigeonholed into you know your hip coach yeah. you know you do classes yeah. uh, you, know, you do legs bums and tongues yeah. you do like it's like females can coach this and I remember saying this someone said to me like oh why don't you get a really strong female on here it's before you were here and I was like oh I would but just a lot of females that I know just teach legs bums and tongues grit and it's just not one of that they just shout and jumping around this is not what we are here and it was very hard before I knew both of you two and then slowly you two progressed into the business and it has changed and I am seeing there is a progression Mm. but you look across the board and there just is not that progressive coaching of females coming in it's that there's not the education for strong females to showcase themselves um but I mean it's, it's interesting that you say that about football, but I think it's across the board. Massively, yeah, um, it's across all sports, all even walks of life. And again, we'll keep coming back to it, but it comes back to those stereotypical prototypes of females aren't supposed to be in the gym lifting weights, getting sweaty. Mm. We're supposed to be. But I don't know what who are we supposed to be. Who, who changes that? You know, yeah. From a, you know, I always say that females have to kind of get females into sport. Yeah. Yeah. Because men don't necessarily yeah. like. I encourage people in this community to lift mm. and I'll encourage anyone I meet to come and give it a go. I think everyone deserves to feel what strong is what is. Um, but I'm not gonna try and convince someone who loves going to spin class to be like, This is oh, I'm going to but I'm not gonna tell them that it's what they need to do, you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. I think females have to encourage other females to play sport at a young age or to watch football or yeah. to watch rugby or to watch CrossFit and not be intimidated by it, but to... To embrace it. Put it in and embrace it. Um, How was your experience being a female in the industry? Um, so many, I'll be honest. Um, Give us three. (laughs) Keep it short. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it short. Um, So, I guess the first thing is, training-wise, like, not ever being uh, taken as seriously. So, like, I Mm. think in general across the board, most women... She looked even Actually, no, Dan gave me a compliment. I'm still riding hard on the ground. I will be. Which was? Uh, on Monday, he said he was very impressed with my benching because I had a 20 oh. kilo bar instead of a 15, which I thought it was. Bench press, but anyone Yeah, know just to let you know, we're 50 kilos, five sets of five. Very impressed with my benching. Um, so, anyway, but you know, actually, genuinely, okay, going on that, actually, it's funny, it's happened this week, is like that compliment will stay in my mind longer than if Lottie B said something to me or if another woman did or even just how I feel about my own training so like I might think I'm strong 
but actually a lot of my experience has been training with men and not just here but before that mm-hmm. I was in a, another like a commercial gym and all the guys that worked there some of them work here now actually uh, were all guys and I trained with them as well and then prior to that I trained at Gold's Gym which is a bodybuilding gym surrounded by men hey you were there as well Lucy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know that like that's my experience of being around men so I always feel like there's this like need to push and be at a level um, so there's that I also think there is a struggle with being a woman in a gym and actually what's really lovely here and we've got what is there three female PTs here now and mm-hmm. um, we all have clients or people that uh, actually feel comfortable coming in here now that are women because they know they're not going to get that weird gym mm-hmm. experience where there's men just ogling you that actually literally never happens here mm-hmm. like it is a breath not of anymore, pressure. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, you know, in all seriousness, like that is something that every woman will have in their mind when going to a general commercial gym. Even if we're really sure of ourselves and we feel really confident and happy in our body and we're like happy to tell men to do one if they start saying stuff to us, the fact is that harassment still takes place all the time. And so, yeah, that's something that I noticed in other places and actually since being here, it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a very unique space though, isn't it? Yeah. Very unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. that, yeah, I think that is really, I think, so one of the things I just wanted to touch on as well, the last thing um, with what Luke said was about, you know, how do we get, I don't want to hire women who, you know, are just hit coaches or just spin coaches or whatever. The thing is, for men in society, the role is here to open up spaces, to go out of our way, to create mm. a space for women to be able to move into that. Mm-hmm. And then off the back of that, to encourage those that you see come through with any glimmers of what you consider potential and also at the same time to drop your own bullshit of thinking that you have the answers and what you think is the best way uh, to actually allow fresh new blood to come through and to create something that may not be exactly what you imagine the best thing to be like they may not be the most perfect strength coach but they bring their own essence and they create something that actually Mm. does have a knock-on beneficial effect uh, to women because Bottom line, and Lottie B will agree with me on this, every woman should be strength training. Absolutely. Throughout their whole life. Yeah. No questions no asked. Like, age, yeah. ability, mm. yeah. where you are in your cycle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yes. anything else should actually be an accessory to that. Massively. Whatever cardio you want to add in, that yeah. should be accessory. Sports specific. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But strength mm. should be the underpinning of every female's life training. And Absolutely. that is something that we are totally missing when we talk about the fitness world is that that is the essence and the that is essentially the foundations for any body to thrive Absolutely. any positive body to thrive Wait, i think that point that i've, I've learned through all of this and um, not this but as in this journey we've been on running this place i think and how you touched on them i think if you're in a commercial gym and you are trained there and you feel uncomfortable i think it's or if, you know, sorry, as a man, if you see someone who feels uncomfortable as being harassed, I think it's for us, one thing we can do is sort of stand up um, for that mm-hmm. individual and we can, you know, we don't have to get in a fight about it, we don't have to be men about it, but we can just say, actually, do you know what? No, enough. That's not okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like if you see someone being harassed, instead of, you know, calling them out as, you know, as we see in society, actually say to them, do you need a hand? Like, mm-hmm. do you need, you know, do you want me to speak to the staff here for you? And like we can support females in that way, and I think it's really important that we do do that going forward. Or even better than that, just go and do it anyway, rather yeah. than asking. Yeah, yeah, just, just yeah, do it. being just, there. Yeah. And, and you, I think you do see, but you see very small segments of that. 
And I think... Segways. Segways. I think that's a really important thing that we need to look at and we need to work through as men in this industry. Yeah, and I think the, so the, the plus side of that in terms of, this is getting a bit deep, but like the, the role of men in society in terms of for women, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I'm speaking with someone who has a daughter, is to yeah. use my power, if that would be a, mm-hmm. a word, to... Privilege. Yeah, yeah. to yeah. privilege, to open doors, and I don't mean literally, I mean metaphorically, open doors and create platforms and spaces for women. But I guess it's something that, that doesn't just, you have to be, that's a pro, you have to be proactive about that. And also you Um, have to be willing to not accept an energetical exchange in terms of a lot of the time as humans we do things in the hope that we get something, something back. back yeah, but actually something the reality is, is that a lot of the time in these situations if we're going to break the generational like uh, patterns we have to go out of our way and be willing to show yeah, up totally. in a space that might not give us anything back but will actually help to propel generations to come. But do you think your daughter gets enough opportunities to play sport or encourage, or encourage the opportunities? way more than I've ever experienced from like second hand like in terms of there's a lot more opportunity now than there was maybe 20 years ago for girls to do stuff yeah. like so for example I take, I take Caitlin to play football on Thursday nights and I'll say it's still major- majority sorry Friday nights I'm playing tonight <laughs> <laughs> it's still it's still it's still I'd probably say like 70% boys yeah. but there definitely is yeah. A way more one sport like I, and one outlet. Yeah, I remember yeah. when I used to play football Saturday mornings, all boys. Yeah. Mm. yeah okay. Like so I think it is definitely moving slowly, slowly, but it is slow and, and it unfortunately it, it takes it takes a culture and a generation yeah. to move stuff. Yeah. But like if that doesn't carry on to the next one, well then we're back to we're back mm-hmm. to where we are, right? It's mm-hmm. not it doesn't just yeah, it doesn't yeah. just it doesn't just happen. It needs to it needs to pass on and carry on and and evolve from that. Literally yeah. Yeah. On that, any closing thoughts, ladies, before we wrap it up and segue into the? <laughs> that doesn't really work. That doesn't really work. Going ten minutes. Okay. Well, thank you for giving us this platform to be able to speak about it. Two guys talking about your experiences and maybe your thought processes working with females in the PT world. It gives you a bit of a platform to be able to talk about it, but to give two strong, independent women the opportunity to share. And they are strong and they are independent. Um, and they are women. <laughs> <laughs> to give our views, I hope this will resonate with maybe some other female mm. listeners, not even necessarily female, anybody listening, if that helps resonate with you, mm. anything that we've maybe touched on. Mm. You've got an 18 year old lady, woman, girl, coming into the fitness industry. One bit of advice. Okay. So you can think about it. Lift weights. Yeah. Yes. Get Full strong. Stop. Get strong. Physically, mentally, emotionally, yeah. spiritually. Barbell will okay. change your life. Yeah. yeah. In more Get some ways. Move around you. Yeah. Yeah. Always feel comfortable. Now like nine minutes to wrap this up. Okay. The more you keep reminding us of that, it gets less. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to put yeah. pressure on it. I mean, we can wrap that's, it up soon yeah. now. Yeah. That's all. Right. I mean, I'm very hungry, oh, by right. the way. <laughs> I'm using my belly's problem. Like, also, I just want to tip body positivity talk about food. I'm like, yeah, I need to go and eat that now. Um, um, yeah, on that, I do think having a supportive um, workplace, family, friends, peers, partners, whatever it might be around you and paving the way for you to be able to have that in your life, I think is really important. Yeah. And a strong squat. Yeah. Yeah, that would help. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, literally lift weights and uh, protein shakes. Eat, ch- eat chicken. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Uh, <laughs> lift weights and um, just if it feels scary, actually stay in that space because right. it felt so scary for me to be like I'm going to run couch to five k and I will never remember. I'll never forget the fear of all the things I've done in fitness and different training things, competitions, going and doing Les Mills grit training and body pump and spin classes. Luke loves me for that. Um, and doing everything that I've done, I've always been mega petrified and it is exactly where I've grown the most and I've got the most fulfilled. So just go for it. Nothing grows in the comfort zone, as they yeah, say. Yeah, ask no. questions, get uncomfortable yeah. and be okay with that. Yeah. Carpe diem, seize the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't be afraid to speak your mind or your words. Be afraid and do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> any closer thoughts, Louis? <laughs> <laughs> Louis! Uh, no, guys, I think that was wicked. Really enjoyed that. Thank you very much Thank for your you time. For having uh, us. Where Thank can you. people find you? Yeah, what's your tags? Um, your oh handles. <laughs> On Instagram, either. Both. For um, personally, at the underscore Lottie V. I actually don't know most of them. Underscore Lottie V. That's horrific. We'll, we'll tag them on, on the list. Or Better Body Sports Therapy. At the Strong Yogini or at the Yoga Room or at the Fitco. At She's the everywhere. Fitco. She's everywhere. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, ladies, thank you very thank much. Thank you so today. much. Thank you. I've been Luke. Thank you. I've been me. I've I'm been so him. Dan. I'm so Dan. <laughs> yeah, okay, I've been Dan. I'm trying to do a um, thing. Okay. Live. See, that's what I was trying to do. Okay, that's the thing we do. Um, guys, please like. Follow, share, head to Instagram. Um, our handle is lift the underscore lid. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Woo. Every episode you say that. And, um, yeah, <laughs> is, is that what it is? Is that it? Um, until next time. We need a jingle. If anyone can create a jingle, that's <laughs> I think we just had it there. That's the jingle.